Blog Talk Radio. It's Andrew O'Brien and uh, my lovely co-host Sue. How are you going, Sue? I'm going very well. It's yes, it's uh, well, it's started here in the this part of the world in Australia and parts of or New Zealand definitely, and parts in the US are still waiting for that tick over, I believe. Oh, I think. Uh, and Europe. Europe would have crossed the line. Uh, US on the way. I think it, I think that's the way it works. Uh, I think we're going to air at ooh, two o'clock in the morning, Cape Town. Just on just gone midnight in London. Uh, or we'll be about three p.m. in in LA, seven p.m. in New York. So the uh, our American friends would be probably just about to put their party shoes on for some. Uh, others still enjoying the. Last of the afternoon there. So, to everybody, uh, have a great New Year's Eve and a great New Year. And uh, here we are on our first show of the year. Yes, and it is very much the first show, the first uh, first morning of the year. We've we've already uh, broken the ice, shall I say, for the for the first run of the year. A couple of hours. Yes, we headed out early Australian time for bit of a scenic run through the highlights of Melbourne Town, where we hail from. So catching in some of the sights of the Yarra River, past the MCG, Rod Laver Arena, where the, or where the tennis, the Australian Open is about to get started in a couple of weeks, past some of our more or parliamentary buildings and past some of the other iconic landmarks of Melbourne Town, but around the Botanical Gardens, around the Tan, a very famous race track or running track in the city, and caught up with a few other runners, including people that we knew that were a bit unexpected to come upon out there training for comrades, which was a nice early start for them. They were catching a few hills in preparation for that massive ultramarathon in South Africa in June. So lovely to catch up with a few people we knew. It certainly was. It was a magnificent morning for running. Yes, it wasn't too hot and just the sun threw out through most of the time and at the moment where we are in the world it gets light at about 5.30, 6 o'clock so by running at 7 in the morning we were just getting that first light and the delightful temperature about 16 degrees Celsius for us as we were running warming up to the high teens Celsius I think some of our counterparts in the Northern Hemisphere would not have been so lucky this morning. From what I can gather, there's quite a cold snap in various parts of the States and a very wet, I believe, in the UK start or finish of the year and uh, start of the new year. So we were very lucky where we were for our run. Absolutely. And so uh, from on today's show, we're going to we're talk a little bit about running goals for 2013. 
We're going to uh, look at the news. We're going to do Ask Sue. And we're going to continue on where we started last week with our uh, series on what it takes to run with a partner, getting started there. And, of course, we'll have a bit of a look at the road ahead. So, without any further ado... You're listening to The Partner Running Show with your hosts, Couple on the Run, Sue and Andrew O'Brien. Proudly brought to you by PartnerRunning.com and The Partner Runner Magazine. Over the shoulder, a quick review of last weekend's running. Last weekend was pretty quiet for running. We had uh, Chiang Mai Marathon just before Christmas, which we spoke about on Christmas Day for last week's show. But I think one of the dominating events that seems to capture runners' imagination at this time of year is that notion of doing a New Year's Eve marathon, fitting in one last race for the year. Or on the other side of the coin, a New Year's Day marathon, which captures that first run, getting a first marathon in for the year. And at the moment, we're in the middle of, I suppose, a double. There are quite a few doubles on. One of those doubles is, is the New Year's Day marathon double in Allen, Texas, where you can run New Year's Eve and get that last one for the year and follow it up the next day with your first marathon for the year. So that's an interesting double. And various other first call marathon in i'm going to say briar bria in uh, washington as well as in switzerland in zurich the the neujahrs marathon for the first of the year so depending on what uh, time of the day it is actually where you are you might be about to put your running shoes on or thinking about getting that night's sleep before you race so it's sort of like almost is a marathon, the road ahead, but also over the shoulder, depending on where you where you actually are in the world. In our part of the world, it's pretty quiet for racing at the moment. Uh, yes, uh, although Hobart coming up. Week yes, after next. that's the week after next. Yes. So, yeah. so uh, any news that caught your attention during the week? Well, I suppose in, in finishing the year, we must make mention of Larry Mason, who for about fourth year running has set the Guinness World world record for the number of marathons completed in a year and this year Larry has really upped the ante and pushed it up to 157 marathons completed in one calendar year and uh, he is a 67 year old attorney from Texas who began running at the age of 55 and that's when you do the figures that's putting in at least three marathons a week or about three marathons a week which at any age is amazing but when you're uh, getting into advanced years, and I just know getting getting older with my running, the ability to uh, saddle up again a couple of times a week for a marathon is truly amazing. So Larry did run the last in Allen, Texas, with the, the last marathon of the year, and I believe he's saddling up to start the year on January the 1st in uh, the Texas Marathon in Kingwood tomorrow in the U.S. So that's probably my news. Also, I suppose when we're talking about goals for runners or thinking about your goals for 2013, a couple of runners, big name runners, have come out already and said that one of their targets for the year is to win the marathon gold at the World Championships in Moscow this year. Now, that's a long way ahead. It's not until the middle of the year, but they're already starting to put that on the table, that that's one of their big goals for the year is to challenge that. Presumably, it holds a lot of kudos 
to actually get that title of being the marathon world champion. So that's probably about where we're at for the news at the moment. All, all quiet over the holiday period, wherever you were in the world. There wasn't too many stories to find out about with running. Yes, it is a time for family and time for sort of those quiet training runs and enjoyable passing the time runs rather than out and about making running news and lots of events. Although, as you, you did mention, there's a, there's a, if, you want, if you want something... It's out there. You can usually find it, yep. There's, there's uh, some good stuff out there. All right, so we're going to keep moving along and get to one of our favourite regular segments. Ask Sue. Do you have a question you'd like answered? Why not send us a message, a tweet, or post your question on the Partner Running Facebook page. Take it away, Sue. A couple of weeks ago, we were discussing people who were asking for some people's favourite cross-training styles uh, for their running. And one of the answers that came through by, by one of our Twitter followers was plyometrics. And just wondered a little bit more about that because it's something, it's a term that I've heard and I vaguely knew what it was, but I wasn't quite sure how you would apply it into running. So in case you were out there and you wondered, oh, how could plyometrics or what, how could plyometrics be applied to running or what would I do if I were cross-training with plyometrics? Do a little bit of research about about this uh, exercise phenomenon. It's a type of exercise that's designed to designed to produce fast and powerful movements in your muscles. So therefore, it's generally used by athletes that are trying to increase their performance in sports that require speed or power, um, and it allows the muscles to exert sort of maximum force in the shortest time possible. Usually more for sprinters, but there is some research that suggests that long-distance runners can benefit from plyometric training as well. There are two types of plyometrics when we hear that term. The original and pure form of plyometric comes has Russian origins, and the idea was that the athlete would jump down from a box and then try and jump back up again as quickly as possible, trying to cause like a what's called an eccentric contraction of the muscles as they land, and then a concentric or shortening of the muscles as they jumped up. And what that would do was fire the muscles to, to respond powerfully and develop your strength and power. And the idea was the quicker your response time, so you didn't sort of land and sit for a while and then jump up, it was just a quick touchdown jump up. And that's in its most purest form. It was really like jumping off a box and doing that about 20 to 30 times. But what's become more popular now is using any sort of jump or forceful movement where you go down and then up quickly again. So some of the type of activities that might be used might be squat jumps or box jumps. Um, even a push-up could be termed plyometric. And that's the way it's mostly used today in a lot of um, boot camps or sort of um, circuit-style training. And the idea is that you don't do too many repeats of them, but they do enable you to really sort of fire up your muscles and develop your power. Really important, the technique, though, of course, with those sort of activities. And this is where the danger can come in for anybody thinking, oh, I'm going to take up plyometrics. I'm going to really try and build my muscle power because it has been shown that there are a lot of injuries that can occur from 
taking part in plyometrics, particularly if you've got any pre-existing conditions. You would not want to think about taking up these jumps and dynamic sort of movements. Also, if you're very young and your muscles and bones aren't fully developed as well. So it's not really recommended for older people or for younger people or if you've got any sort of niggling injury at all. And it's important to make sure that your technique is absolutely spot on, that you bend your knees as you land, you absorb the shock, and then as you take off again, you're really getting off the ground again as quickly as you can. By working on these techniques, though, it has been proven that you can actually decrease your propensity for getting leg injuries. So working in this way, if you if you are pretty solid with your structure at the moment, if you have not carrying any injuries, it can actually help you stop getting injured with your running. But really important to do a warm-up first, like a light jog, and do some easy plyometrics or not so dynamic or from a big distance, and maybe perform them on a soft, surface just to absorb a little bit of the shock and gradually introduce them into your training. So rather than going out and doing a whole heap of them, maybe just do a few sets, see how your body responds and then gradually build up. And it's also recommended if you are putting in squat jumps, box jumps, um, all of those sort of type of activities, tuck jumps, that you might do it for an eight-week period, but then you take a break. You let your body recover because there are going to be little niggles that might come from this sort of activity. But in terms of improvement, the data suggests that you can actually get improvement with your running and the same goes for long distance runners too. And you need to think about replacing some of your running with one of these sessions because they really do take a load off out of your leg um, dynamics by by taking by taking them because they are really strong. So if you're looking for a cross-training method that might have a different angle that's over a shorter duration, that's much more power-focused, maybe substituting a speed session for a plyometric and definitely not doing them more than once to maybe maximum twice a week at any one time in your training period at all and backing off as you come into races and that would be when you take a break to try and taper off for a while. But an interesting concept and again just be really careful if you've got any history of knees, back injuries, ankles, um, that you take any new training style very carefully but that quick response time is what gives you the benefits but it's also what can cause the damage. That was the Ask Sue segment of the Partner Running Show. If you have a question for Sue, please post it on the Partner Running Facebook page or email us at radio at partnerrunning.com. talk running resolutions, running goals, or whatever you'd like to phrase it for the new year ahead. And I think for a lot of runners and for people who are about to become runners, it's, it's sort of the time of the year when you do reflect a bit on what, what's gone by and set set new goals for the period ahead. So any, any running goals that you've set already, Sue? We haven't really... 
No, sometimes we've been fine tuned out, yeah, yeah, sometimes we've been very organized over the last few years where we've got a few specific races and particularly if you if anybody is targeting a race that is going to be a stretch from where they are now with their running, then they really need to be more planned perhaps if you're thinking of your first marathon if you're thinking of your first ultra marathon or your first half marathon is to t try and target when that time is um, so for us sometimes when we've been doing say a comrades here we'd be really organized in getting our training and our pre our pre race races organized to build up the best way we can but yes I suppose we've got always looking at the calendar it's good to look at I think the year ahead as a year of how you're going to perhaps put some targets in there? Yes, I think for people who've been building towards a race, uh, there might be something... Uh, looks like we've got a, just got a call here. I might just grab this while we come back to that. Hi there. This is the Partner Running Show. Uh, who, are we, who are we talking to? Hi, this is uh, Tiffany from Running Hutch. It's... Ah, hello, Tiffany. How are you? Do I can't quite say Happy New Year to you yet, can I? <laughs> no, we still have a few hours. <laughs> so, what's what's planned for news for New Year's Eve? Anything big? Oh no, we're just hanging out with our family. Yeah. Very cool. Now, um, the, fantastic you've called in because we noticed uh, when we sort of sent the the call out on I think it was Twitter or Facebook earlier today for what people were planning. You posted something which caught our attention that you're, you're planning to run 2,013 miles in 2013. Have I got that right? I'm going to try, yes. <laughs> so these are GPS logged miles that you'll be updating as you do them both in training and races? Yeah. Um, I probably will be using my phone to track my miles Um Maybe when my bio watch comes in this year, I'll switch over to using that. Um, but I am I'm excited about this because it's sort of a great challenge for me to increase my running. But um, I don't have to I don't have to pay a registration fee like I would for a race. But it still will get me excited about improving my running and and keeping keeping up with it all year. So. So. Am I right? It's about 40 miles a week? Yeah, just a little under 40. Um, probably close to twice of what I'm used to doing on a, on a regular basis. So it, it'll be a pretty big jump for me. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. Now, how much more is that than what you've done, say, in 2012? And that was the answer. It's going to be picking it up quite a lot. Quite a lot. Actually... Um, interestingly enough, I've never really tracked my yearly mileage before. Um, a lot of times I'll just go out for a run. I won't even take my phone with me. And I know that I did about six or seven miles, but I won't um, necessarily keep a, a log of how many miles I ran. And a couple months ago, one of my friends asked me, um, oh, well, you know, what's the most mileage you've ever... And I was like, you know what, I, I actually don't know. <laughs> so this year, I'm um, for 2013, I'm excited to actually track um, my mileage, and it'll be a good exercise for me to really watch how much I'm doing. So. Yeah, as well. And, of course, 
you know, I'm presuming that as well as the distances that you've got a few races planned or have you got a few races planned this year? I have uh, only one that I've registered already for, which is kind of new for me because normally I come into the year already registered for at least five or six races, but this year I only have one I'm registered for right now, and I think part of the reason is is because I might do less races but try to do um, some more difficult ones. I did my first uh, 50K last um, this earlier in December, and I thought about, hey, if I did that again, another 50K this year, um, that would be something I would focus on in training for um, instead of maybe doing three half marathons, I'll do one 50K and really try to train for it. Um, so I do I do intend on picking some more races, um, but I haven't yet I haven't yet been able to commit to which ones I want to pick. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit similar to us. We were just saying the same thing. Some years we've started the year being highly organized, and for us that means maybe some flights booked. Um, maybe some entry right. fees already lodged and the same thing. And this year, yeah, we're sort of a little bit more open to maybe some longer races if they present themselves or, yeah, just sort of maybe having a bit more of a look around rather than just grabbing and doing certain races straight off. Yeah, I want to do the 100-miler. So uh... Yeah, Andrew's really keen on trying a 100-miler. We've done a couple wow. of 100Kers, so we've, we've, wow. we've sort of eased in a little bit, but uh, 100 mile yeah. is a big step up. Now I've just been I just, I just my calculator out here, and oh. so uh, I'm thinking for people in different parts of the world with Tiffany's two thousand one two thousand and thirteen miles um, along the way to get there um, at one thousand two hundred and fifty miles that will be two thousand and thirteen kilometers. Ah, okay. So someone oh. could. So there's a little, yeah. there's a little like a you do a happy dance or a bit of a party halfway through. <laughs> when you get up to one thousand two hundred fifty point eight two miles, in fact, that will be two thousand and thirteen kilometers. So that's like. Oh wait, point one. let me write that down. One thousand two hundred fifty two hundred fifty point eight two. Okay, I'm writing this on the back of my hand because. That's a little think, milestone, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, if 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 uh, something goes horribly wrong sometime during this year, then I I can at least say maybe hopefully that I got to 2013 kilometers. <laughs> so is the plan to do it evenly, or are you going to um, start out a bit building it up? And uh, what, what? Yeah, have you got a have you got a plan yet? <laughs> I should I should have a plan. Um, I would like to try to keep it. Um, even throughout the year, because I, for me, I, I want to be running regularly. Um, yep. But I know, I know that I'm going to have to have rest days, and I know that I'm going to have days where I have high mileage for um, training for events. So, um, I'm I'm planning on starting off in the first in January, trying to get daily mileage in, um, maybe building up uh, longer runs on Saturdays so I can have a couple rest days during the week, but when it comes time to start upping my mileage to train for races, then I'll have to I'll have to readjust and just make sure as I go 
that I'm keeping a good log so I can see um, where I need to be if I want to stay on pace and uh, to see what I've accumulated so far. So, so we're in your uh, part of the world, am I right that July, August are uh, pretty hot and might be might be yeah. tough to be log- logging big big miles? So you want to maybe use those sort of February, March, April to maybe get a bit ahead of the game? That's a really good idea. I am lucky in that I live um, on the coast in uh, Southern California. So even when it gets to the hottest times of um, the summer, the early mornings are are still pretty nice with the ocean breeze. So <laughs> I could yeah. probably still squeeze in some miles. But you're right, I wouldn't want to be trying to do, you know, 15, 20 miles. I'd have to be starting um, before probably sunrise. Um, and yes. it's all yeah. relative. I mean, depending on where you live, you are used to the weather there. So a hot yeah. day for me probably wouldn't have to be too hot. <laughs> yep, that's a good point. So while we've we've got you, if you've got a couple of minutes, we, we um, had been hoping to catch up with you a few weeks ago, and then we got sort of sidetracked with Sue's injury and a few other things. But we were really interested in your you, – there were two events that you had done this year that uh, really – we wanted to ask you about was the was it the hood the the relay the one coast. yeah With that the team. was the most fun that was one of my the highlights of my of the, year the hood, hood to yeah. I keep going to say hood to coast what was the hood to coast uh, relay yeah. are you there Tiffany yeah hello we lost her I think we have lost can her can you hear me looks like she's still there but looks I like can she hear might have dropped you. out Something happened then. Hello. Not sure. You know, there was two two events that uh, she done. She just mentioned the fifty k. The fifty k, which is in December. But I think uh, just a little bit before Hello? that, she had done. And Hello? I suppose we should just remind listeners that Tiffany Hello? is also known as the Running Hutch. Yes. So if Hello? you're interested in finding out a little bit more about uh, Tiffany, is a very avid blogger, and her po- her site is running hutch and as she said she lives in southern california it's very active in a lot of half marathons some just really mixed bag of running some 10k events as well as um as she mentioned her first 50k but she also posts some lovely photos out running amongst the trails of southern california yes so you can check her out on on twitter or um, youtube uh, and her blog of course running hutch is is quite fantastic so well thanks very much for for calling in, Tiffany, we've, we've lost. She's gone up to celebrate New Year's Eve. <laughs> and um, we'll try to. She sent us a message. We could, um, yes, she, she could hear us, but we couldn't hear her. So, thanks a lot, Tiffany. Um, have a great New Year, and we'll catch up with you soon into the New Year, and um, find out about her trail running, and we'll. Try to get her every few weeks if we could see how to she's going just with the log. at least a couple of times to the year mm. to see how she's going with her 2013 miles. Yeah, an interesting or way of 3,239 kilometres. Yes, it's a lot of running consistently, consistently without being, you know, you could plan it and be really organised and all of that sort of thing. So that's great. Tiffany, are you back? I am. Can you hear me? We can, fantastic. We can. We're sorry about that. Oh, no, it's okay. I could hear you. but 
yeah, so we, you, you we, were, we were just um, if we had a minute, just to ask you about the two two of the events that you had done in the last couple of months. One in December, and one I forgot when it was. A little bit before that, the was it the Hood to Coast? Yes, that was it. Yeah, so that was the team relay. Am I right? Yeah, um, Hood to Coast was a 200 mile relay that started on uh, the top of. Mount Hood in Oregon and goes all the way to the coast. And I ran with um, the noon hydration team. Uh, there was actually three teams, and each team had 12 runners. And each runner uh, runs three legs of the relay. So I did about 19 total miles for that relay, um, and it was so, so much fun. I I highly recommend anyone who's interested in in running to do a long distance relay. And Hood to Coast is the mother of all long distance. (laughs) (laughs) That is. So you were in some sort of like a a van that was driving along beside the runners, or yeah. So um, each each team of twelve runners is split up into two vans, six runners in each van, and um, runners one through six. Uh, take turns running, um, and they'll they have like a a slap bracelet that you hand off at each exchange. And the van doesn't really mm, follow the runners alongside the road. Usually, the van drives up ahead of the runner um, and pulls off to cheer for them as they run by, and then we'll drive on to the next exchange. And um, your van mates get out and they cheer for you as you run into the exchange. You hand off to the next runner and then they take off. Then you climb back in the van and (laughs) And go on to the next. And you go on to the next exchange. Um, So it's, I mean, it's it's an all it's a all through the night event. You start um, on the morning of one day and you go all through the night and you end the next day. Yeah, I was about to say, how long, roughly how long would it be between, say you finish your section of running, how long roughly is it until you're up again? Um, It depends on the average speed of your team. It can be anywhere from um, five to eight hours turnaround. And so that's one of the major challenges of um, long-distance relays is how to eat, recover, rest, and then be ready to run again in a, sh- in a short amount of time. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of, those logistics of, yes, how long it is in between. And roughly how long did each participant, or could they nominate how long they wanted to run? Well, the distances of each leg of the relay are set distances. And um, generally the runners, when they sign up for the team, can um, – pick which legs they'd want to do. Like you have your first choice, your second choice, and your third choice. And then the team captain who's organizing your team will take your your pick into consideration, but then they'll assign you to a leg. And um, generally people are, are pretty happy with what they get. And the distance of each leg of the relay is anywhere between – three or four miles at the lowest to maybe 10 or 11 miles at the longest. And so the the stronger runners will take the longer legs um, and the longest total mileage usually 
the other things to take into consideration with the long distance relay is sometimes the harder legs are because you're climbing a mountain. So it's only three miles, but it's an uphill climb the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So runners take that into consideration when they select their first choices of what legs they'd like to run. But um, I picked my legs of hood to coast based off the fact that um, two of them weren't on the road, they were on trails. And I thought that would be a lot easier on me Um, and nicer because I wouldn't have to run through stoplights or, or traffic signals of any kind. I could just start and finish my run and not have to stop in between. And so the recommendation would be that this is this is a fabulous event for people to to think about being part of it, something like definitely. that. Definitely, yeah. Um, Hood to Coast has a long history um, as a race, and the organizers do a superb job. Um, there are people who have ran this race every year since it started, um, I believe, back in the '80s, and um, they're sort of uh, Hood to Coast celebrities. <laughs> And you, when you see them out there and you see their team, you know, it's exciting to try to get, get a picture with them. But oh. um, costumes, runners, um, every team usually has a team name and a theme, and a lot of teams will decorate their bands and they'll dress in costumes. And um, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. I can, you know, it's interesting because I can't think of anything that we've got similar with with a light-hearted tone. I mean, we've just had... Costa Cozzi. But it's not a team one. It's not a team. No, that's what I was going to say. It's a long multi-stage yeah. event, mm. a multi-day event, but it's for the serious diehard. This is 200 and X kilometres. Oh. And it's, yeah. yeah. I think, I think there's, quite, there's quite a few of these um, team relays in the US, isn't there, Tiffany? Um, long distance relays are very popular right yeah. now. One series in particular is the Ragnar Relay Series, and they have been... Um, announcing new uh, relays all over the U.S. Uh, pretty quickly. So I don't even know how many Ragnar relays there are right now, but I know that um, there's, um, it seems like they're, they're announcing a new relay somewhere in the U.S. about every couple months. And um, people have a lot of fun. It's It's accessible for people who aren't really serious runners or who have just started running because they can participate in a team and um, just do shorter mileage legs. And it's sort of like a road trip with your friends, and someone has to be running every once in a while. <laughs> yes. Um, to jump out of the party van and go and uh, yeah. do, some, do some running. But you know, the one, when, that, the one that I would I would really like to do is called the American Odyssey. Have you heard of that one? Oh. It's uh, April 26 to 27. It's 200 miles from Gettysburg to Washington, wow. D.C. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, so it's going through all of the Civil War landmarks and the countryside and then finish around in amongst the monuments of D.C. Wow. So are you you guys going to do that this year? I don't think we'll do it this year, but it's very close to somebody we know who's turning 50 next year. Oh, that's right. Yes, it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) If that narrows the field down. Um, It could be a nice... uh, Nice birthday. Yes. But do you need 12? Do you need twelve? Yeah, but I think I think I think you can um, some with some of these ones. If you don't have a full team, you, if you get in early enough, you can sort of say, "Hey, we've we're, we're a group. two people coming from Australia. If there's people looking for two runners to make up the team, they can squeeze oh, you yeah. in." So. 
it's right. really easy to find people who don't have a team and they want to join a team. Um, actually, I have a I know a, a guy who um, has a website called the Relay Runner, and for that's kind of what he does is he puts his name up on the website for uh, relay teams and says, "Hey, who needs a runner? I'll fly out there and run on your team." And he's gone to from California to Florida to wherever just. Um, filling in a spot on, on someone's team and just flying out there and running with them. <laughs> That's a very – well, look, it's a, it's a one way of doing it, isn't it? Like when you, you know, you're sort of inclined to think, oh, that's – that's a bit out there or that's really unusual. But if you love doing this sort of event it, and you might not have a, a group of friends that there are 12 of you that want to do it or, hey, why not? Right. Especially if you want to do an event that's not close to your hometown and, you know, it would be impossible to get 12 people who all want to go out across the country with you. But there's always there's always a team who needs a runner. You never know when someone gets injured or sick right before a race and there's always a team that says hey we're a man down can someone join us um also as andrew was suggesting on the other side of it too is like for um for people that that don't know the area that are coming in that haven't got that support van or don't know quite how to organize it it's much easier for one person to i love doing this Mm -hmm. and i can go anywhere and join in some somebody else's team if they're one down rather than have to organize all of that support for yourself yeah that's a good point um i i've participated on other people's relay teams um and they organized it and that was a lot of fun but uh, this last year, I organized my own relay team for Ragnar SoCal and wasn't quite able to get a full team. And sure enough, I posted on the Facebook page, and a woman from Wisconsin messaged me back and said, I'll be there. You know, tell me uh, where I need to fly into. I want to run this race. You know, it's a birthday present to myself. And so the night before the race, I picked her up at LAX Airport and introduced her to the team. and. And she ran it with us. <laughs> I have to that's, say, she was probably one of our best runners. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it's also, it, it is so frequent with a lot of these events, as you say, that you need to be really organized a long way out to get your, get your entry in and get the place in the event. But maybe it's something that's going to come to Australia. Well, I think it's uh, something we should do a whole sh- show on uh, relays and maybe interview a race director or two and, mm, and, and do like definitely. a... a a profile of some of the different um, relay events because uh, the more I'm looking Definitely. here on the on the other monitor at at the particularly this American Odyssey, I'm getting I'm getting itchy feet. Because uh, <laughs> Tiffany, we really appreciate your time, and I did want to ask you about your 50k. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I ran um, the Ridgecrest uh, High Desert. 50k ultra marathon. Um, it's in the high desert in in California, um, around 3,000 feet elevation or so, and um, it's a relatively flat course, but a lot of sand and um, loose loose dirt. And um, anyway, I, I signed up for it because I heard so many people say that it was a very friendly race. Um, the volunteers are very helpful and encouraging, and um, everyone who runs it is sort of helpful and encouraging. So it's a good race for a first-time 50K runner. And I was like, oh, that's good, because that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
that was my big Harry Audacious goal for the year um, was to try and do the 50, 50K distance. So um, I trained to finish. I had no goals in terms of trying to, <laughs> trying to win. <laughs> um, I just wanted to see, get out there and see if I could do it, and I, I did. I finished. Uh, it wasn't pretty, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, but I finished and I, I had so much fun. It took me over seven hours, uh, cause I got a little nauseous out there. I didn't hydrate enough during the race. And, um, so I had to stop and walk, but even though that happened, I enjoyed every second of it. There were so many people to talk to who were friendly and encouraging. And when I told them it was my first 50 K, they were like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> good for you and um i met some fun people on the course and um it was a beautiful day as well so i had a great time i'd I'd love to do it again and actually try to uh, run stronger throughout the whole race i guess what i learned is that the experienced ultra runners have a watch that beeps to remind them to drink something or eat something and and I didn't have a watch to remind me, so I kind of forgot. I just kind of got lost in my thoughts out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it's easy to do, and that's what I was, I was going to ask you. Well, now, what would be the, the thing that you would take away from this that you would work on for the next one that you did, but you sort of answered that question yeah. with the hydration I, I would and get the an, food? Yeah, I would wear a, an interval watch and set a, a, set a timer to remind me to drink and eat. <laughs> I think one of the things about... Uh, for marathons, but certainly once you get into the 50k and and beyond, is you can have a bad patch and you can recover. So yeah. you know if you're doing a sh- those shorter races, the 10k's or the half marathons, if you have a bad patch, it's kind of like it's all over. Um, That's but true. With, with these longer ones, you you can have a, oh, half an hour a, where you feel terrible, and, and you just know that it's one foot in front of the other, and that you might well come, you, you almost certainly will come good. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my case, you might go through several bad patches like four or five oh. but, you, but you still get there but you still get there and also you you do have the opportunity that if you realize hey i think my nutrition's down or my hydration's down that you can potentially pick that up and still finish right. strongly or still pick it up whereas yeah as we were saying as andrew said like if you're in those shorter events you just you haven't got that opportunity so and i do love that notion of it's not it, if if i start and it feels terrible You've got all day. It's a different mindset to go out with for those longer events. Yeah. That hey, it's 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 a long day out there. Just take your time, pace yourself, rather than trying to go as hard as you can in the first few kilometres. I quite like that. So, so Tiffany, when we uh, when we lost you on the line there, we were doing our yeah. best to tell people where they could find you online. But now we've got you back. Right. We might get you just to give us a run through your. Uh, blog, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and any other places online that you can be found because we think people should be watching, listening, and tuning in to what you do because uh, you're so good to follow. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, my blog um, is runninghutch.com, uh, H-U-T-C-H.com, and um, I also have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash runninghutch, and my Twitter handle is and Instagram are both uh, running hutch no spaces, um, 
And uh, also for anyone who's interested in joining in or following the run this year, we have a Facebook um, page for run this year as well as Twitter and Instagram. Um, I should mention that I'm co-hosting this fun running challenge with uh, Brian from Pavement Runner. And um, he has an excellent running blog. Um, He did his first 50 miler this last year. So he runs a little bit more than I do. Um, And so both he and I will be posting pictures about running and um, hosting little mini challenges for the run this year. Um, Every month we'll have a a little mini challenge and a prize. So uh, Pavement Runner is um, another great running blogger to follow. And um, I highly encourage you guys to check out his blog as well. We might have to um, yes. get him on for an interview. Yeah, so is he in your part of the world, or he truly is an online running associate? Well, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> both. He's actually from San Francisco and has the most beautiful pictures he posts when he runs around the city or the trails up in the Bay Area of California. Um, but we have met in person. I ran the Nike Women's Half Marathon in San Francisco oh. in October. And a bunch of us running bloggers met um, for a dinner. We're all part of the um, Fitfluential Blogging Network. And so we got together, met for a dinner, and, and Pavement Runner organized the dinner because he's the local uh, San Francisco guy. And um, he wasn't even running the race. He just wanted to meet us. So it was nice to get to meet him and his wife in person and talk with them. I read his blog, and we chat on Twitter all the time, but... Now I can actually say we do know each other in real life. <laughs> yes, it is quite interesting that that phenomenon. That's why I sort of just wondered whether you had actually met him or whether you know yeah. the thing is that you're partners in this challenge. And yes, but sometimes our our running partners can be just it can be purely online. They don't need to yeah. actually be physical running partners that you're following following the stories. But uh, yeah, it's, it is cool though. Adding that other dimension in to actually put a face and a, I mean, Skype's pretty good in some ways, but it's nice to actually meet in person. <laughs> yes, so we'll have to check that out. And so, um, Tiffany, thank you very much for for calling in. We'll get on with your New Year's Eve uh, for those of us that are. Thank you. We've already done our first three-hour running of yes, the year, so we've, we've already opened our our log for the year. We're going to go for two thousand and thirteen miles. Don't know. We can start. Well, yes, we can start logging though, can't we? And see what happens. Yeah. See if we can keep yeah. pace. That's the great thing about it is, you know, you don't lose anything if you don't quite hit the mark. But trying is going to probably get you a lot of fun running miles. So. You know, it would be just interesting, I think, uh, to to do the exercise of logging that we most years don't. But we had a uh, one of the big. Um, Television networks did a story. It was two or three years ago now, and they uh, asked us to provide a whole lot of info. And they had somebody worked out um, how far they thought that we had run over a period, oh, wow. and we were we had just at that point gone over seventy thousand kilometres run run together side by side. So yeah, um, that is awesome. That is amazing, you guys. That was quite a few kilometres. Yes, it was. <laughs> And over, over. And I think I, I updated the calculation recently. We're up to about eighty-five thousand. So. It'd be interesting to see in a year how the. Yes, we could push ahead. See what the mechanism yeah. is for the year. How much we well, do. Thank you guys run. for uh, 
talking with me again. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure, and um, we look forward to catching up with you maybe in the next couple of weeks when you've got some exciting news. I know you've got some developments planned for the the blog and all sorts of other exciting things happening. So we might. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you get through the next few weeks and then hope to catch up and talk to you some more. All right. All right. Well, happy New Year, you guys. Yes, happy New Year. Thank to you very you. much. Fantastic. So, uh, runninghutch.com. Runninghutch.com. Yeah. Happy New Year, Tiffany. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, wasn't that good? Yes, lovely to chat with Tiffany. I mean, we, we have in the past. And again, it's one of those online and Skype relationships that would be really cool to actually meet face-to-face at an event. Yes, and I'm in the future. I just can't um, recommend highly enough whether it's a blog or a, a tweet to Facebook, but it's just got a, a great way of capturing, I think, what running is all about for so many people and uh, engaging people in enjoying it and getting the most out of it. So I uh, highly recommend it that people do check out and follow yeah. Tiffany. So we were, I mean, on the topic there of run goals, we mm. had uh, a number of other things that people have sort of tweeted and posted around their goals. So we've got quite a few people, interestingly, planning on doing in an Australian race, the Great uh, Ocean... Was it Great Ocean Road? Yes. Oh, the Great Ocean Road Marathon? Yes. yes. Um, a number of people looking at doing that one, which is... Um, I think... I mean, I often want to talk about the Great Ocean Road race to, to people about Big Sur Marathon in California, similar in some ways along the ocean beautiful coastal area. Uh, haven't run it, but from all reports, there are aspects of the Two Oceans course in South Africa, where, again, you've got that... Um, Around the cliff. M- yeah, area. cliff-top, mountainous yeah. type thing. So so that's an interesting one. An interesting one. Quite a lot of people doing first marathons um, as that their goals. As a target for this year? Yes. Um, some people just, just starting to run. Again, it's another fantastic uh, running goal for, for a year if you're not a runner. Um, it's a lovely way to say, well, this year I'm going to get into doing that. You know, maybe it's a 5 or a 10K or it's just to run twice a week for most weeks of the year. Uh, lots of lots of ways to, to get started. Um, so there. Um, another, another interesting one was uh, Adam, who we had on the show a while back. And he um, was, he's planning to do 100, the, the 100K North Face. Oh, wow. Yes. Again, the distance aspect of a goal seems to be a real challenge for a lot of people that maybe have run the marathon distance are starting to look at ultra marathons and not only just the distance, but also battling themselves against the elements or the terrain or something that's going to be physically really challenging as well, so North Face 100 is one of those events that sends you out into some pretty mountainous countryside and pretty challenging terrain. Certainly does. Um, Annie, who uh, did the Surf Coast Century this year, is part of a team. She has uh, put there on Facebook. She's thinking about doing the hundred solo, going the whole way. Which uh, I think would probably be on our list at this time of at this stage of the year that we'll be up there for the. With 100k in September to go back and some complete of the course, <laughs> unfinished business there. We hope to, to get through because uh, that is a 
quite a sensational race. Yes, and it is. It's a. It is. I think for a lot of people, if you've started something but you haven't been able to finish it through illness, injury, um, whatever the problem was that you couldn't finish, a bit like me with my first marathon, even years and years ago, that it is unfinished business, and you do have that feeling of, I'd like to go back and complete it completed or complete it strongly and a bit the same with our comrades that running together on the down event in 2009 I was injured there and wasn't so wasn't so good we finished but I feel as though there's the possibility of that we could go faster or we could finish it better or we could finish it stronger I think that's also a lot of challenge for people is to go not only just doing their first events at something new but to go back and perhaps learn from past experience and do a better yes. event. So, uh, qualifying for Boston, the perennial uh, goal that comes up for a lot of runners. We've had some, some tweets from some people looking to do that. And as we're sort of talking about with, with Tiffany, we've got people looking at 50 miler under 10 hours you know, as a goal mm. uh, or 24 hour 100 miler. Whoa. I mean, I, I might, again, I, I just want to do the 100 miler. I don't have a time associated with it at this point but I think just to, to get it there and, and do it I mean I have a suspicion that depend uh, on the sort of course that we want to do it rather than not won't be a, like a, a rocky hilly difficult it'll be more of a road or, or trail or open friendly trail, trail yeah. uh, yep. 100 mile that you know getting done well and truly mm. within the 24 hours is, is on the agenda there with nothing too difficult we'll have to catch up with Hector and see if he's got a, another 100 100 miler targeted on his list. I know he's doing a, a race at the moment that's through the years in Arizona where they run over three days, I think, and log in different distances. Nice. So we'll have to catch up with him about that one because that's another one of those unusual style events over a certain amount of days, over courses where people log the distances that they cover for each day of their running. So we've got, we've got people running... Um Edinburgh Marathon, you know. Uh, we've got someone running Arizona next week. We've got some half marathoners. So many uh, different events, so many good goals. And again, I think we're probably to wrap this up when we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, the it doesn't matter what the goals are. Um, and again, we talk to people about the idea of what's what's your running vision, what's your purpose, and then set some goals accordingly. So when we talk about you know the vision, like we use ourselves as the example. It's it's to just keep running for the longest time, for years and years to come, and to enjoy it. So that's number one, and that's why we do it. We just love spending time together. We love travelling around the world, and we love meeting people, and we love just keeping in good shape by running. So that's the, the big ticket. Mm. But it then really helps to focus your training and bring it down to some goals uh, each year, each, maybe even a couple of years sometimes for some of these you know people wanting to do a 100-miler. Uh, it's not something you go from 5K to 100 mile in, in five minutes. It takes a couple of years for many people. So breaking it down, um, and over the year, you might have some small, some short races. You might have some rest periods. You might have some local and some international, maybe some interstate, depending on which country you're in. So lots of opportunities there. Yeah. So um, by linking it together, again, it gives you the motivation and the focus for your day-to-day, week-to-week. And so I can see that Tiffany in her... Two thousand and thirteen miles in two thousand and thirteen. Um, it sounds tough, but when you then start to say, "Well, that's forty miles a week," forty miles a week. Okay, I might run five days, so that's eight miles average. 
uh, but I might do one day where it's a 15 and I might do another day with a couple of sixes. Mm. So you can break it down and make it make it very doable, very achievable. So uh, look forward to tracking her and, yes. and tracking ourselves. There we go. Yeah, so, see how we go in that way. Um, we'll, we'll come back next week and do more on our uh, running with a partner uh, feature that we sort of thought we'd do, but we sort of got a bit off track there today and had the chance to talk to Tiffany, and so that was yeah. better than us. Uh, talking about anything else, learning about the, the relays and uh, the trail. And we, we do we have a, a quick retrospective of what was our highlight for the year? Well, you give us your highlight while I queue up uh, the mm-hmm. final piece. Well, I think one of the highlights for me was uh, taking our run group to Verossa Valley with the girls running their first half marathon and the excitement that they could actually do that. That was a real thrill. That certainly was a highlight. Um, and Bali Marathon was... On Another the personal one. level, that was, personal that level. was sensational. We love love running in, in Bali. And uh, I had a lot of pleasure, I think, from our, when you uh, had unfortunately been injured and I ended up running the Melbourne Marathon with, with Marg and Fiona and, and Simon Sotner and, and running you know, the whole way with some first-time runners. That was quite spectacular. Uh, and not, I think also the other thing is probably is all of the, the different bits of people we've got back from, whether it's the book or the show or... Other things we've been able to help people enjoy their running and and get over some problems and be successful. So I think that's probably sit at the top for me, um, and look forward to doing more of that through 2013. So just a quick look at um... the road ahead. Join us as we take a quick peek at a few of next weekend's running events. Big event in Asia, the Jiamen Marathon in China. Also, Mississippi Blues in Jackson. Toronto Indoor Marathon. Some other indoor marathons. The Zoom Yaya. Um, Camarillo Marathon in California. The Wachung Winter Marathon in New Jersey. And the Fat Ass Marathon in Topsfield. And it starts to really heat up next week. Yes, the week after that, it starts to get really busy. We've got back from holidays and back running. Exactly. Okay, Andrew and Sue O'Brien on the Partner Running. Big thanks to Running Hutch, and we'll see you again next week on the Partner Running Show. You're listening to the Partner Running Show with your hosts, Couple on the Run, Sue and Andrew O'Brien. Proudly brought to you by PartnerRunning.com and the Partner Runner magazine.